Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up? What is up, amazing people? My name is Jake Iggy, or Iggy for short, and this is Iggy Sports Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Iggy Sports Talk. And if you have not yet, make sure to go over and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you get notified for weekly episodes. And also share this episode with a family or friend if you feel like it can help them in some way. I really appreciate any support that you could give because in each episode, my goal is to empower you to strive for your dreams, learn how to overcome challenges, and relieve your mental health struggles so you can live this life to the fullest. Now enjoy this week's episode of Iggy's Sports Talk. So I am here with Craig Siegel, who is a mindset coach, the founder of Cultivating Lasting Symphony, and the host of the podcast, The CLS Experience. So how's it going, Craig? It's going great, my man. I'm super excited to be here with you today. As we were saying before we went on air, I'm a big fan of yours as well. I know we both do a lot of these. You have my word. We'll keep it different. We'll keep it fresh, and we'll manufacture magic together here today. I love it, man. And I, I actually, uh, I had the opportunity to speak with Ian Kay, who's, who's, uh, is one of your good friends. And we had the opportunity to create magic in him and I's, uh, podcast. And it, it made me even more excited to talk to you today as well. Yeah. He's a mutual friend and great guy. That's awesome stuff. Yeah. Him and I had some great conversations and I want, I wanted to really start off with something that happened very recently for you and sort of put a little bit of a challenge in your life where you found out that you had a tumor on the bottom of your foot uh, as, as you were training for the Chicago Marathon. Let's talk a little bit about that for me. Yeah, and this will be the first podcast or anything like that that I openly discuss this about. I did put it on um, social media just to kind of be vulnerable and be transparent with the audience, but it's true. I'm training for the Chicago Marathon, which is going to be my fifth. I ran four two years ago when I got into running, and I have a little bit of an addictive personality in case you couldn't figure that out. So Running is a big part of my life, and I'm very passionate about it. And I wanted to manufacture an epic breakthrough and some serious magic on the course in Chicago. And as we got a little closer, I was at a big speaking engagement uh, in Myrtle Beach. And I was playing beach football with the boys, which I knew at the time wasn't a great idea because I'm training for the marathon. But, you know, you got to live life a little too. Make a long story short, it came down on my foot. I thought I broke it, came home. X-rays were negative. I got an MRI. It was diagnosed as a sprained ligament. A couple of weeks went by. I said, I know my body. Let me get an MRI. And I'm glad I did. And it came back. And it looks like there's a, a tumor on the bottom of my foot, which is really giving me all the issues. It was never actually a sprained ligament. So I'm happy that you know I transformed from reactive to proactive. So there's a lesson in that as well. Um, and I'll be straight up with you. Like I'm a pretty mentally tough cat. I like to say my mindset is bulletproof, but this shook me up a little bit. It is what it is. We're going to roll with it. And it looks like I'm going to get surgery a week from today. I'm going to get that thing removed. There'll be a recovery process. I will embrace being an absolute master of recovery. I understand that we don't always get the hand we're looking for in life. But the one thing that we can control is how we play that hand. Exactly. I intend on playing the hell out of this, learning a lot from it, both physically, but most importantly, mentally, because I know it's going to be challenging. And I will come back stronger, better, wiser. And this will be an epic story and make for some great content. I love it, man. I'm so excited for that content too, because I, I, I love how you're reframing your mindset about that whole situation. What, one, one thing that you said in your transparency video that really resonated me, it's, and it's a saying that I try to tell myself every single day is everything happens for a reason. 
you know, situations are set up in our lives so we can learn from it for the future. And how were you really able to, when you first heard the news, reframe your mindset to that positive perspective? Well, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was taken aback by the news because I forced an MRI with my first doctor and then I was drilling him very relentlessly for the results. And when I finally got them on the phone, they said, one of those that you hear in a movie, um, please come in. We'd like to discuss with you face to face. And I was like, well, you know, I have a pretty crazy day today. I can handle it. Is it a torn ligament? Just tell me what it is. And they're like, no, 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 we need to talk to you in person. I'm like, all right, what's the deal? Put the doctor on the phone. So they got the doctor on the phone and he's like, yeah. So the x-ray came back. Interesting. The ligament actually looks good. I'm like, but it's like, it seems like there's a tumor on the bottom of your foot. Um, it's kind of rare. It'll grow. So you should get it taken care of whatever the case may be. And so initially, you know, I was caught off guard. I just felt a little bit humbled for a lack of better words. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're very confident and you, and you have a ton of self-belief and and you walk the walk in life, not that I think I'm invincible by any means, you know, I'm, I've been through life. Like I know there's, there's always ups and downs and stuff, but I think when something just kind of comes out of nowhere, anyone in the world would have to agree and acknowledge that it can catch you off guard and make you feel some type of way. And so something that I learned about myself, Jake, that day is I gave myself the rest of that day to take it all in, to allow the emotions to come, whatever they might be, whether it be frustration or sadness or whatever the case may be, I just allowed them. And then I made a commitment to myself the very next morning. It was strategy and tactics. Let's look up the three best doctors Manhattan has to offer. Let's go to three different opinions and let's get to the bottom of this and let's stop playing defense and let's play offense. And so that's what I did. I saw the third doctor today. Ultimately, we're going to go with the second one and we're going to move forward with that. But just to come full circle, I allowed myself to feel the feels mm-hmm. and it was a humbling experience, but, but I'm glad I did. Right. And when, when we get those types of situations come up in our lives, you, you know, there's a lot of times where we question, why is this happening to me? And, and, we, and we get in that victim mindset at times, but you really need to take a step back and remember what you're grateful for. Like, thank God that you did get that MRI and thank God it's not months down the line and you're figuring out that could potentially be cancerous or something like that. That's right. That was my first reframe to answer your question was thank God that I went to Myrtle beach for a speaking engagement. I decided to play football and that I landed weird, which caused pain, which gave me an injury, which initially ended up facilitating an MRI because this thing was there but had the injury not happened, we would have never known about it. And as you know, those types of things grow and they're no good. And God willing, it's not cancerous. You still don't want them in your body. So exactly. that was my reframe. I think everything does happen for a reason. I don't believe in a coincidence. And so because this all transpired, I got the MRI. And now I'm going to take care of this thing, hopefully while it's controllable, so to speak. So all about that reframe. Exactly. That, that's what it's all about. It's, it's all sort of how we perceive that reality and try and change that reality into a positive perspective. And I was wondering, have you always had this type of positive mindset um, during these types of situations? Nah, I think 10 years ago when I got to Wall Street and I started studying neurolinguistic programming, aka NLP, aka the mindset, how to reprogram your mind, so to speak, and all that stuff, is when I really went on this personal transformation, uh, personal development journey, so to speak. And I became obsessed with it for the last 10, 11 years that's when I really understood the power of the mind and how you can reframe things and change your perspective and change what you associate pain and pleasure to and all the, those secrets to the technology, so to speak. And so that's what I've been for the last 11 years. Prior to that, you know, in school, they don't really teach 
you how to learn about stuff like this. You go through a, a curriculum and it is what it is. When you want to learn about the mind and stuff like this, and you got to kind of do that yourself outside the classroom. And so mm-hmm. for the last 10, 11 years, that's who I've been. And those were the essentially the building blocks that facilitated the rise and launch of CLS. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And you, you, you said a quote that really resonated with me. It's being positive isn't pretending that everything is good. It's seeing the good in everything. And yeah. it, it's, it's taken a little bit for me at times, like to be able to reframe that positive perspective. You know, there's a lot of times where, like I said, people have that victim mindset. And for so people out there who have a hard time being able to fully look at things in a positive light, what advice would you have for them? Look, there is zero, let me repeat that, zero benefits from looking at anything with a negative mentality. There's no good that can come out of that. However, there are proven cases in which positivity, faith, optimism can lead to better results. Hope, right? Like these types of things can facilitate momentum, progress, keeping it in an elevated state and so forth. And that's what it's all about. And even like my father, my best friend in the world, he's 85 years young, but he's battling lung cancer right now. And it sucks for lack of better words. But what can I do? I can make sure that I speak to him as much as I can. I keep him positive. I keep him inspired. And I lift up his spirits because I believe, and this might sound controversial, I can only speak for myself. I believe those types of high elevated positive spirits can do wonders in the healing journey and so forth. And so that's what I can control, you know? So it's like you said, you refer back to a quote I said, not everything is going to always going to be positive, but we can control our attitude towards it. We can control our outlook towards it. And if you look close enough, there's usually a reframe. There's always some sort of positive or a message or a lesson that you can come out of even the, the most difficulties of situations. Right. 100%. I, I think that's huge. That's, that's huge with just being able to, uh, you know, live life in a positive light and not allow these challenges to really rip you down. And I, I feel like uh, in 2020, those challenges were really difficult for people to really grasp. And through my research, I, I read that, uh, you know, 2020 was a really transformational year for you as well. You're really able to learn about your purpose and help you figure out exactly what you want this CLS experience to be. And so, I was wondering, like, what was one of your biggest lessons that you learned throughout the experience of 2020? I learned that when I gave myself a window for about two weeks at the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020, because I had a, I have my own business on Wall Street and I closed down the office at that time. No one really knew what was going on. So I knew that moment that I had for the first time in maybe a decade, a small opportunity to kind of put myself in a frequency, ask myself, am I really happy? Do I want to continue doing what I'm doing? If not, what else can I do and so forth? And so truth of the matter is, is that was a big awakening for me. I realized I was not happy. I had been living unfulfilled and even worse, uninspired for quite some time. You know, I had a business and my health. I was very grateful for that, but I wasn't exactly making a dent in the universe. Like I believe I was born here to do, not for me, but to help people and cause a ripple effect and so forth and, and help people understand their worthiness and revamp their mindsets. And so at that moment, I thought I had two weeks to put myself in that frequency, not to sound too spiritual. I heard the whispers, I felt the tap. And I was like, of course, I've always been obsessed with personal development. What if it's not just a passion? What if it's actually a purpose? And then so the next day on a run in Central Park, grabbed the domain to cultivate 
which is also playing on my initial CLS. And, you know, I started reverse engineering the big vision, so to speak, and the rest, as they say, is history. But the bottom line is I learned that sometimes you need to take a minute, reassess and ask yourself the tough question. Am I really happy? And if not, that's okay. Better to acknowledge it, but then say, what do we do next? Right. And, and those types of times where people are really tough as well. And to have that self-awareness to really ask yourself those tough questions. But like you mentioned, they're, they're always very necessary. And, and for people who haven't uh, listened or heard of the CLS experience, what is it? And I just want to say before you answer this question, it's it's been an incredible uh, podcast for me to learn not only about many different people that um, you know, I didn't know about before or d- made different experiences, but I, th- I think I mentioned to you, there was one time where I was listening to one of the episodes. I think it was with Mallory and I started like <laughs> getting choked up and almost crying in the middle of the grocery store. I was like, wow, Same. this is incredible. Yeah. That was a very touching one. One of my personal favorites. So the CLS experience was always the biggest secret weapon I had in the arsenal. You know, we're coming at the world from a 10 lane highway, so to speak the coaching programs, the masterminds, the speaking engagements. But the podcast for me was always my personal favorite because it would allow me a platform and an opportunity to interview, God willing, some of the the biggest names the world has to offer in terms of their success. But most importantly, get very vulnerable, pull back the curtain and dive deep on the mindset as these juggernauts were going through adversity, rock bottom. What was the thought process? Like what were the strategies? What was the mindset? as they pull themselves out and push through to get to the success where the rest of the world sees them. So as we continue to grow and very humble to say it's breaking records, we continue to get even bigger and bigger names on just to tell great emotional, vulnerable stories. And, and like you said, you got choked up. That's what it's all about because right. at the end of the day, we're going to hear a great story, but we're going to be able to take tools that we can tangibly apply to life immediately following the episodes. 100%. And it's something where with each episode, I, I, I actually, a lot of times when I would drive to work, or I would drive home or any places I would go, you know, I would usually listen to music most times, but now I just input the CLS experience. And it's, it's something where it's, it's really helped open up my mind and be able to learn while I'm driving as well. And it's funny because there's a lot of times where, you know, I might get frustrated if a stoplight or a, or a light is taking longer than I expect. And then I hear about Mallory or Amber Lee's experience or, or these heart wrenching uh, stories. And I'm thinking, I'm getting upset about this. Like, right. like the, the, in the grand scheme of things, this is nothing. Yeah. It helps facilitate gratitude and obviously everything's all relative. And I'm so glad that it's leaving such an impact on you. Yeah, it really has. And, and w- one of the biggest things, and, and you can really see it um, how, how inspired you are and how motivated you are with this CLS ex- experience and, you know, this new journey that you've gone on. Cause like you mentioned, you weren't feeling insp- as inspired as you are now, uh, going into 2020, but I was wondering where does that energy come from? Yeah. So everyone always asks me, like, am I this energetic every single day? And the truth of the matter is, is I am, but I wasn't always like this. Right. Like for example, a year and a half ago when I was at my old business and you know, although I gave it my all because I give everything my all because how you do one thing is how you do everything. It just didn't light my soul on fire. So when you'd have tough days doing stuff you don't like, it's hard to be as grateful. But when you're living inside your vision and you're waking up every day excited about life Mm -hmm. to move the needle for new developments, for different things that are going on, people that I get to collaborate like you today, um, just so many different things going on. I'm just so excited. Look, If I had a billion dollars in the bank right now, which I don't yet, 
I would still be doing exactly what I'm doing today, including having this unbelievable conversation with you. So I absolutely love what I'm doing. So when you find what you love and you pursue that, it's pretty easy to stay passionate and energetic. Exactly. And that's why I love doing this podcast, because there's a lot of times where, you know, I, I spent hours editing. And even when I was back at college, like I would do classes and I would have friends go, you, you, you just got through like four or five hours worth of classes and you're still editing. I'm like, but I love what I'm doing. And and it's amazing to see like how much light and energy comes off of you. But it's especially during those off days, I was wondering, how, how do you find those ways to ignite that energy if you're feeling a little bit off, tired or groggy. Yeah. I don't really feel off straight up. Like I, I love this stuff, buddy. I'm obsessed with it that it's weird. I'm obsessed with this stuff. And like, I, like I just said prior, like if I had a billion in the bank, I would still be doing this. I love it. I love collaborating with like-minded, awesome human beings like you, like Amberly, like Mallory, like Dave, like Ian and so forth. And I'm just, I think very big, like there's such a vision here. Like, we know exactly what we're doing, where we're heading. It's a matter of executing and growing. And I understand it takes patience, but we're just having so much fun. My team and I, Jess, who you know, and Alexandra, I'm surrounded by great people. We love the mission. We're helping people most importantly. And there's just so much to do. And so I, I just couldn't be more invigorated, excited, and a passion every single day. And that doesn't mean that there won't be obstacles because just like with the tumor, right? But mm -hmm. these types of things now, they don't last days, weeks, or months. It's a moment in time, and then it passes, and then it's on to the next situation because the future looks bright. So for the audience listening, I stress you find what you love and make a life out of it, and you'll stay energetic and you'll stay passionate. Right. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest goals for everybody is, is to not even feel like you're working every single day. You're, you're just doing what you love. And it's amazing to see that, that you're currently doing that right now, and that's where I'm trying to work to get. But after those Wall Street days, how were you able to approach that unknown of your future and start this new chapter and really figure out like what that purpose really was? You mean the CLS? Yes. Well, like I said, when I put myself in that frequency, the beginning of the pandemic, it occurred to me and I had a spiritual awakening a little bit like this is what I was born to do. I would say one of my gifts, everyone has gifts. You just have to be able to identify them. It's to be able to communicate with people to make them want to take inspired action. So you combine that with my obsession of personal development, it kind of seems like a no brainer. Like even like some close family friends and family and whatnot, when I first started this, they're like, of course, like the writing has always been on the wall. So it was just a matter of me identifying it and put and figuring it out. And so from there, you know, it was just game time in regards to stepping into the unknown. Now that I had this big grand idea and I put together a strategy, I associated going back to doing something that kept me unfulfilled. I made it very real. I associated that with death. I associated taking a shot into the unknown as pleasure because I knew even though the success might not go up in a straight line, I'll figure it out. I'm adaptable and I'm motivated and I'm driven and obsessed with this. So it's going to be a hell of a ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot and we'll get better. But the worst thing that I could do is continue knowingly going back to doing something that I don't even like because life's way too short for that, my friend. Right. Exactly. I completely agree. And, and, and there's a lot of people who have that, that anxiousness going towards the unknown and going towards those, you know, real questions about who I am, who am I? Like, what is my purpose? What is 
my vision down the line. And so for those people who have those questions of not fully understanding what their why or purpose is, uh, what advice would you have from your experiences? I would say identify your gifts. And if you're having trouble doing that, you can ask 10 people that are close to you. What do you think my gifts are? What am I really good at? And then you can kind of combine the data and see what they say. If not, you can always journal yourself, see what you gravitate towards, see what you love. What are things that fuel your soul? Like, like what makes you feel excited? Everyone has some things. So it's all a matter of just taking some like stock in what makes you you. I always love to journal. I always suggest that. But recently, um, you know, I, my guest, Heather Monahan, who I was speaking about in the CLS membership, she suggested to some of the audience when we're doing a live Q&A, ask people around you what they feel that you gravitate towards, what you're really good at and so forth, and then collecting the data. So that's another way. Right. 100%. I, I, th I think this hustle sort of mentality that you have as well comes a lot from your training towards those marathons. Now, now you've ran four marathons and I'm the type of person that when I go out and run, I bet you have this sometimes where you have that little limiting belief voice in the back of your head to where like, you don't have to do one more mile. Like it, it'll be fine. You can go back, you can eat some chips, you can sit on the couch. And so how have you really been able to overcome that limiting, limiting belief voice, not only through your marathon training, but even throughout your life? Yeah. Great question. So I'm at a place now and it wasn't always like this. I had trouble with the voice in my head early on in the beginning with the runs and so forth. And let me be straight up. Like my first marathon, marathon time in New York city, I know I could have done a little bit better. But that drove me and it made me obsessed to get better, not only physically, most importantly, mentally, to be able to control and combat that voice in my head. And so what I do now is I understand that when that voice comes, it's really my opponent in my head. And as long as I can practice resistance mm -hmm. and resist that voice from getting through to me, when I do that, I can then achieve even more spiritual light. So, for example, if the voice is messing with me saying, Craig, you're done, you're good, you ran enough and I resist it, then I get even stronger and even faster a little farther down the line. So I embrace resistance. Yeah, that's huge. And I, I think there's a lot of times where people struggle with being able to believe that voice and believe those doubts in their mind instead of just fully believing like in themselves and in, in that vision. And that it's, it's amazing to see, see really how much energy and how much belief you have in what you're doing. Um, and, and that's something that I think all of us are striving for. Yeah. hundred percent. Once you, once you're able to get to a point where you have that confidence, which you could teach and you can learn, you can adapt. And that self-belief, you just walk through life with a different, swagger a different outlook it's not so much as what can i do it's what can i do and it's a very powerful position to be yeah 100 and and throughout all the people that that you've been able to talk to like all the stories are, are absolutely incredible I, I know when i click click on the podcast i know that there's going to be something good or, or something that i've never learned before but from from the people that you've talked to I, I was wondering like what is some of the best advice that you've received that has really made an impact on your life you mean from the podcast specifically? The podcast or just different different conversations that you've had I mean, with people? I get something out of all of them, my friend. Like I'll give you a couple examples that come to mind. The Mallory episode, who we're about to watch her go for another gold medal in the Paralympics in about a month, which is super exciting. But she talks about the power of community and the power of support. And I would be lying if I said that didn't play a role in me launching Transparency Hour last week and telling the world about my tumor. 
you know, the old Craig would have been a little more private and held that to myself, but this amazing community that we built with CLS is so loyal and so engaging, you included, whom I appreciate so much. So the power of community and support and just all the help, like the prayers and the positive energy sent back to me goes a long way. Another one was with Clinton Sparks when he was talking about some trauma when he was younger and it was pretty deep stuff, but he gave an analogy. He's like, if I was riding a bicycle when I was a kid and I fell off and broke my leg, like, am I going to stay mad at that bicycle for the next 30 years? No, I broke my leg. It is what it is. It healed. I'm moving on. And I think that's a metaphor for people going through anything, any type of drama that they're having trouble letting go of. And the problem with that is when you can't let go of that type of stuff, it weighs on you and it becomes very heavy and it continues to keep you in quicksand. But if you look at it like Clinton did, like it is what it is. I'm letting it go. I'm releasing it. It doesn't have power over me anymore. I forgive it. I forgive the bike. I forgive my leg, whatever the case would be. It enables you to be light and free and move forward. So those are just two analogies, but every single episode, as you know, there's quite a lot of gems. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I actually, funny enough, I, I, I write down in a manifest journal every single day. I, I know that you love your journals. I think, I think I've, uh, I heard that you have seven of them and, uh, I, I write down the first thing that I write down is, um, I'm full of happiness. I'm stress-free. And the second thing is I release the past and forgive myself. Because we can only learn from the past. We can't allow it to dictate who we are today. That's exactly right. If you do, the joke's on us, right? We can learn from it and we can take wisdom from it and we can apply it and adapt. That's great. That's why I don't believe in mistakes because there's always a lesson to be learned. But if you allow it to control you, you know, you live in someone else's life. Right, exactly. And just something that I was really curious about is, especially from how you've changed in the last year or two, uh, what would be some sort of advice or what would you tell your younger self today from everything that you've learned uh, throughout the past few years? I would say find mentorship at an earlier age. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals that have the same growth mindset that want to do the things that you want to do or get to the places that you want to get to. I don't live with any regrets, but if I had to choose one, it would be that I didn't find that type of support or mentorship at an earlier age because there's only wins. There's only gains from them because those mentorship, like they can supply you, supply you with experience. That's priceless. So it could take you a short amount of time to get to where you want to go. And again, like this thing called life, we don't get to do this twice. It's only so much time. Yeah. So a mentorship will help guide you and help minimize mistakes that we otherwise, you know, wouldn't, we wouldn't have answers to unless we had someone kind of pointing us in the right direction, so to speak. So that and like-minded communities and support systems like we spoke about earlier with the CLS membership, I think surrounding yourself with those type of positive affirmations, declarations, human beings, it's just, that's what it's all about. And it's absolutely priceless. Right. I, I really think that hearing other people's experiences and having those strong relationships is huge. And I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why I love doing this podcast, especially hearing from experiences like yourself and being able to use those experiences to apply them to my own life. Um, because I always try to learn something new every single day. I, I, I know I can always try and level up and get better every single day, but you can't do that if you don't go out and try and you know, hear from other people's experiences and meet new people all the time, too. Yeah, we don't have all the answers. We, we got to put ourselves in the right rooms. And, and also, I'll say this, like, if you're not scared a little bit of being in certain rooms, then that should scare you. So put yourself in uncomfortable situations, surround yourself with people that are a little intimidating, but they're growing for the right reasons. That's what it's all about. They'll take you with them. Right, exactly. And, and it's something where like, all, all, 
all the stuff that you've said today, all the stuff that you've said in your CLS experience, and even all like the very helpful videos that you put out on social media as well, um, have really helped me be able to grasp the mindset that I have today. And for, for everybody that's listening right now that has not uh, learned about Craig or checked any of his stuff out, go and search it right now in Instagram and learn more about this guy. Because I mean, your goal about wanting to make the CLS experience be the most impactful thing that there is out there for personal development is, is honestly incredible, my man, seriously. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate that. I received all those words. I want to acknowledge you as well. You're young, you're hungry, you're ambitious, and you had a good head on your shoulders. And like I said earlier, the future that. is very bright for you and you have a fan in me. I appreciate that, man. One last thing that I want to say is um, one, of the, one of the best sayings that I've ever heard, it was from this guy named Charlie Rocket. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of his stuff, but he's, he's an incredible guy. Uh, but um, it's something that completely changed like my mindset on goals and believing in myself is it's already happened. Time hasn't caught up yet and it's easy. And I get chills every single time I say that and it motivates the absolute hell out of me every single day. So I just didn't know if you've ever heard that before, but I wanted to share that with you. It's actually on my vision board. I'm not sure if he love came it. up with it or someone else, but I love the quote. It's so true. Like if you have a big idea, you can make it happen. Right. You can make it happen. And that's just that time just hasn't caught up yet. It's already done. So you just got to figure out the strategies and the tools and the techniques to get yourself to there. The most important thing is that you do have that moonshot. You do have that big vision. And then, like I said, we could reverse engineer it. We could put together strategies. So 100% agree with that. It's already done. Time just hasn't caught up yet, my friend. Exactly. Well, Craig, I'm really grateful for our time today. And I really appreciate all the advice that you've been able to give to not only myself, but my audience throughout this episode. And for anybody out there who wants to check out more about yourself and what you're doing with the CLS experience, where can they find you? I would say hang out the most on Instagram at Craig Siegel underscore CLS. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's CLS experience. And the website, cultivatelastingsymphony.com. We can sign up for our memberships, some of the masterminds, or even just free trainings and email blasts. That's what it's all about. So we just want to help so many people understand just how destined for greatness they really are. And a simple tweak in your mindset can change absolutely everything. It's never too late. Change doesn't take as long as people think. Right. Couldn't agree more. Everybody go and check them out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.